Hi everybody, welcome to Long Term Memory. It's me, Jack, your favourite host. And it's me, Colin, your actual favourite host. Jack, how are you doing, mate? Yeah, not bad, mate, yourself? I am alright, yeah, not bad. Um, not bad. It's um, always nice to sit and record an episode of Long Term Memory, especially one that you've been good enough to prepare. So I'm looking forward to getting this. a wee bit of a surprise. I've read some of it, but not all of it. But it looks like it's going to be some quite entertaining stuff. Yeah, looking forward to this one. Just before we start, but we need to, like... We've put an ad in at the beginning for our Patreon and you've pressed the skip button and you've not heard that, so that's cool and you've got to this point. But I do want to just bring it up because we have sort of restructured our payment scheme, basically, and we've reduced the top two tiers by um, a pound a month. doesn't sound like a lot, but it's like 10% of the payment. There's also an annual sign-up thing as well if you want to save 10%. But we've also introduced something new, Colin. So we have, we have introduced something new. We've introduced the one pound tier. Where for doing that one pound, you get nothing other than the sense of helping Jack and I achieve our financial and our aspirational goals. Um, it's just showing your support. You don't get anything extra. You don't get the adverts taken out or anything. Let's be honest. You probably never even log into the Patreon account, but you were doing your little part to help the pod. So for a pound a month, you can be part of the Patreon loyal. And the only reason what the we're mentioning this in an episode. We're not going to do it again. This is the first and last time. The only reason we're mentioning it is because we do realise that some of our patrons actually don't use the Patreon app, so they won't have seen our post. But if you're on one of the top two tiers and you want to save yourself a couple of quid, log into your Patreon, move down a tier, and you'll get the same benefits. All Absolutely. gravy. All gravy. Right, Colin, you're right. Um, I pulled this together. Um, I was sitting on Reddit earlier for about an hour or two just looking up Reddit's favourite stories, basically. Okay. And I'll be honest here, like, part of our show, long-term listeners will know is, it's usually me not reading things, and then as we read them, they tickle me the right way, or they tickle you the right way on occasion. I haven't read all of these stories, but they're pretty popular on Reddit, so I'm not 100% sure if they're brilliant, but they seem to be pretty popular on Reddit. And we're just going to read them verbatim. So if anything pops up that's out of order, blame Reddit no us. And that is our... We should basically put that as a wee disclaimer at the bottom of all pods. Don't blame us. Blame the people that put this stuff on the internet. <laughs> yeah. Nothing we say is original, so we can't be blamed for it. So. <laughs> yeah, the two most unoriginal cunts on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Su- suing us would be like suing Byro for something that somebody's <laughs> written down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, aye. No, Byro the Hungarian. He was Hungarian, I think. Yeah, well, we we could do an episode about him. Aye. Aye, an episode about fucking pens. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, one of the most uh, popular Reddits is, or subreddits, which is the sort of um, forums within Reddit, is T-I-F-U, which means today I fucked up. So we're going to start with one of them. And again, Colin, we're reading these verbatim. Uh, I'll read the title and we'll get the story started, right? Into Go for it. it, let's do it, right, let's okay. do it. So today I fucked up by secretly eating mushrooms while my wife was asleep in a house full of cats. <laughs> I'm going to assume this isn't just garden mushrooms. Yeah, no, I wouldn't imagine. So this happened a good long while ago, so not really today. It was April when I started my journey. During the winter, I became a member of a magic mushroom forum, 
<laughs> Never knew they existed and was learning all I could about growing magic mushrooms. So this guy's right deep into it, Colin. I tried it once before and grew only a yellowish green mush that smelled of sweaty socks, but this time would be different. I had a spore print sent to me and then it was off to the races. I tried mushrooms once before about 10 years prior and the experience was rather enjoyable. I've had way too many bad experiences with LSD to think about trying it and from what I remember, the mushroom experience was much less chaotic and harsh for me than the majority of my acid trips had been. After following every tip I could gather and about a month and a half of waiting, I had some viable mushrooms drying in the food dehydrator. The whole journey, I've never heard of much of the, the terminology here, but from spore print to fruit, it was done for reasons I don't yet have a great grasp on. I was thinking at the time that growing them would uh, impart some spiritual meaning into my experience. It had been a long, long time since I had taken any illegal substances and I wanted this to be special in some sort of way. Growing them myself was an attempt at providing that, I guess. <laughs> Uh, the night I took them, I really wasn't planning on doing so. I was bored out of my wits and I was chatting with online friends. I told them I was going to eat my mushrooms, but I didn't know how much to eat without a scale. I took a few pictures of my intended dose and posted them, and I immediately got advice to cut that dose in half. So with my wife asleep, I went down to the kitchen and made a concoction of purple slushy and powdered mushrooms, and I gulped it down. I came back up and I told the chatters that the deal was done and that I was taking a shower. I'll be back once the fun had started. Right, before we move on, mate, I, I, I know the answer to this. You've never took mushrooms, have you? Absolutely not, no. Um, it's news to me that you drink it. I assume you just ate them. Um, I've, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely not. I've took them in the past as a youngster um, when I was uh, in my grass smoking period about nearly 20 years ago, basically. And yeah, you sort of, you put them in a tea, mushed them up because they're, see when you try to take a bite of one, I know you don't like mushrooms to start with, but this is like yeah. eating fucking mud and shit put together. So you put them in a tea, mash them up, all the sort of magic and juice comes out of them, you drink the tea and then there's like a slush at the bottom that you right, just okay. neck back, right? So they're fucking disgusting and they can be um, pretty mind bending as you would imagine. <laughs> so this guy, yeah, this guy was in the shower for about five minutes when I felt a rush like a, a consciousness was being pulled away from my body I was fighting to keep it with me it felt as though um, I had let it fly away I would have had a full out of body experience but for some reason I felt compelled to hold on to it I quickly turned off the water and looked down at my feet they seemed miles away <laughs> now that's the thing that happens right I remember the first time I took mushrooms I looked at my hand and it looked like it was about yeah, about 400 metres away. It was weird <laughs> as fuck, but it, but it obviously wasn't. It's weird. Uh, that is when it hit me that the mushrooms had started kicking in. Now, I think, well, I hope this is when the story starts to get a little bit more fucked up. Out of the shower and I put on the same clothes I came in with. That's ridiculous. <laughs> um, if that's what mushrooms do, you keep them with yourself. <laughs> and I headed up the stairs. The shower is in the basement of the house and there is a door at the top of the stairs. Opening the door, the light from the kitchen blasted my eyes and I got a good gauge of how far along in the experience I was. I would see the kitchen floor look smooth and had a liquid-like texture. But before I could survey any more, my black cat ran down into the basement. 
I didn't want to forget about him down there and it was never really a thought that I could just leave the door open and shoot any members of her herd that wandered down there after my trip. I trudged down the stairs after him and scooped him up and started back up the stairs. Halfway down, a brown blur flew down the stairs as another cat dove into the basement. I tossed the black one into the kitchen and went after the brown one. Whilst picking up the brown one, the black cat came back down the stairs again and I scooped him up too. Now I'm carrying two cats up the stairs. At the top of the stairs, the doors is wide open and I see our other three cats had come to investigate the commotion. Ugh, fucking hell. Five <laughs> cats. The shower is in the bottom of the house. Oh, it's, that, that's, the, that's the most bizarre thing so far about this story yeah. is the shower's in the basement. <laughs> So you go up out your bedroom, you go all the way down the stairs, through the kitchen, down at the basement, have a shower, then all the way back up again. <laughs> yeah, dirty basement. At the end of the story, this guy lives in a flat and he's got no cats. This is, this is how this is going to go. Um, as I made the final push to the top, they all jumped into action like they planned it in advance. I started laughing hysterically. I let go of the cats in my arms and I sat on the top step as I watched all the cats bounce down the stairs. I found the whole situation so funny. Here I am, coming up hard on mushrooms. I can feel the confusion building every second now, and I have to figure a way of getting all five cats out of the basement. By the time I had collected myself and devised a plan, my face was hot and objects were starting to move. Yeah, the time dilation had manifested and minutes were seeming to take longer and longer. It's a really strange <laughs> thing in mushrooms, mate. Honestly, I was on a, a four-hour trip. And it felt like a fucking lifetime. My plan was to go down and capture one cat at a time and usher them up the stairs. Once I got to five, the task would be complete. I raced down and grabbed the first cat that I came across and ran up to the landing to toss it pretty forcefully up the last three steps into the kitchen so it would get the point that I didn't want them down there. Back down I went and did the same thing. That's two down and three to go. I was getting more confused by the minute, and on the fourth cat, I had forgot how many cats I had previously ushered up the stairs. <laughs> on my way back down, I decided to count the cats downstairs, and that would let me know how many were upstairs. Unfortunately, during this whole time, I had neglected one key detail in my foolproof plan. The door was still open. <laughs> so just as I reached the basement floor, the whole herd came stampeding down again. And Plan A was an utter failure. <laughs> Formulated just as quickly as Plan A was Plan B. Cats have got names, right? I will count the cats as I bring them up and remember the name of each cat so that I don't lose track like the first time. Brilliant. I thumped back down the stairs and grabbed Fungi, the black one, and take him upstairs. He quickly tries to run back down and I push him back and close the door. Back down the stairs, I grab another cat, Sammy, number two, I think, as I put her upstairs and close the door behind me. <laughs> At this point, my mind is worn out. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> right. Things are moving very well and walls have waves in them and so on. It's all but impossible to keep my mind on the task at hand. Those two things, coupled with the fact that the time dilation is making the last five minutes chasing these beasts feel like I've been at it for hours, <laughs> is making this a fool's errand and about as much as my brain could handle in its current state. I trudge on trying to complete this task and I grab another cat, but again, at the top of the stairs, I forget where I was in the order, I put the cat upstairs, I tried to count the cats up there to give me an idea of how many were left, 
But of course, they're not in the kitchen anymore. And again, it escapes me that if I just keep bringing cats up <laughs> into a of cats, then I'll be through this clusterfuck. Unable to think past my current predicament, I race around up the stairs looking for the cats that had been brought up and they were nowhere to be found. My state had grown worse and I had started to think that maybe they got outside, but there was nobody could get out because no one had opened the door. The door. Fuck, I forgot to close the basement door. Fuck, fuck, fuck. I ran back into the kitchen and down those stairs for the 50 quadrillionth time. (laughs) And bam, there they were, all five of them, safe and sound. I had found the missing cats. Hallelujah. They weren't outside. My wife would have killed me if they were gone. Me, all high and shit, and the cats go missing? I might as well pack my shit and go. What a relief. I love my kitties. Kiss, kiss. Wait, hold on. Are they still in the basement? Fucking cock-sucking son of a bitch. Mother damn shit hell. I am done. My mental ability has gone. Each trip up and down felt like an eternity. I had only just enough energy left to get up the stairs to the couch. I kneel by the couch and think about what I'm going to do. I'm mentally exhausted because apparently... Counting to five is impossible while on mushrooms. <laughs> My mind racing uh, to come up with a solution to this impossible problem and never once did I think of just leaving them down there until they found something more entertaining to do than drive me out of my fucking mind. The white flag was up, it was over. I needed a big gun. It was 2 or 3am and she had to get up and go to work in the morning, but I had no choice. I needed an adult. Oh my God. <laughs> I have to wake my wife. She would make it all better. She will tame those damn hellions and all will be fine. But it wasn't fine. (laughs) I went upstairs to her room and I woke her in the gentlest way possible by jumping on the bed and yelling, Help, I've taken mushrooms. There's five cats in the basement. (laughs) By jumping on the bed and yelling, yelling, Help. I've taken mushrooms. There's five cats in the basement and I can only count to four. (laughs) (laughs) This this was not the way I had envisaged it going in my head. I was happy to get that much out, forgetting the reason I woke her up in the first place. Sleepily, she marched down the stairs. I led her to the kitchen where the basement door was still wide open. All I could do was stand at the door and point down the stairs. I think I may have whimpered a little bit too with my gesture. She was not amused. I thought I was finally going to get closure. She would get the cats from the basement I would be saved. But no. My saviour turned to tormentor as she said the only words in the world that could crush me into an even more pitiful state. Well, go get them, she said. (laughs) She didn't understand that I was fighting this fight for what seemed like days now. And I wanted nothing more than to curl up in the corner and cry until I fell asleep. <laughs> she had no clue how close I was to an absolute breakdown. Tears welled up as I crossed the threshold of the basement door and decided again, descended again into my personal hell. I scooped up a kitty and carried it slowly upstairs, setting it on the kitchen floor. One, my wife said in a long, drawn-out voice like she was talking to a two-year-old, Back down I went and grabbed up another bundle of joy and slinked up the stairs only to be shamed again by a long drawn out two. By the third cut, (laughs) 
short audible poo-poo sounds were coming from me as I was almost at breaking point. My wife had begun to laugh at me and seemed to laugh harder each time I came up, even more beaten than before. When the last cat came up, I was greeted by a sighing five. And I, now, was that so hard for my wife? (laughs) I tried to apologise, but she waved me off with a stern we'll talk in the morning and walked upstairs to bed. The cat ordeal was over, but my trip was far from it. I was immensely grateful to my online buddies who talked me into halving the dose because the rest of the night was filled with confusion and mindfuckery and intense time dilation. Not really a bad trip as bad trips go, but not at all enjoyable. I think I can cross mushrooms off the list of viable boredom relievers. I won't be doing them again anytime soon. That is for sure. What do you think, Is that something fun? (laughs) No, it sounds fucking horrendous. There's nothing good in that story. Um, madness. It's also like, I get that he's, he's wanting to do it, but why would he do it in the middle of the night when he's wait, his wife's up there sleeping? It just seems bizarre. Or um, an association, yeah. Yeah, it's given me no appetite to go and try it. Absolutely not. The, the thing with... Sounds like I'm giving out tips here, but when it comes to stuff like that, the sort of mind benders, you need to be in the right situation, right people, right time, blah, blah, blah. There's no point in doing it at two in the morning when your missus in bed, sneaking about. That's only going to lead to that stuff that happened there. So, I I could do it. I've I've got a dehydrator. You know, I could do it, but (laughs) no, it's not for me. Just um, before we move on to the next one, Jack, I went to tell you a quick story about my week. Right. Um, You won't believe this. Do you know that um, in my garden I've got ducks? Your garden's pretty well sort of hedged up and fenced up, so... Yep. Imagine my surprise. I'm sat, so I'm working... I work from home and I'm working in the sunroom during the summer, right? So I've came downstairs and I hear quacking outside, right? Right. I just dismiss it. I don't think anything of it. And it just gets louder and louder. I said, where is that coming from? And I look out the French doors... And there's a duck with baby ducks walking behind it, walking up, and down my, uh-huh, walking up and down my decking, right? Uh-huh. So I literally don't know what to do. So I start taking pictures and texting people asking for advice. Um, I wanted to feed them because I was worried they were hungry. But I didn't have any bread, but I had some tortillas. So I took out like a tortilla wrap and ripped up and gave them that. And then the mother duck kind of walked the little ducks into my bushes. And I think they've nested in my bushes and she's gave birth to ducklings in my bush. Because um, you've got that fence, because you've got that sort of like woodland behind you almost. Yeah. Aye. So somehow they've got in, or she's well, she's flew in because eventually she flew away and left the babies. Right, okay. And See, I was I panicking that, at that point. Yeah, because I thought they'd need access to water, but in theory, why would they? They just need fed. Well, apparently they just need fed, but I did give them some water. I, I filled up a plastic tub and made a wee like hot tub for them. Um, but yeah, I've got ducks in my garden. I don't know how, and I'm a bit concerned because I've been reading that once a duck finds somewhere to nest, that That's becomes it. their permanent nesting place every year. They're going to think you're mummy or they daddy. May, they may. <laughs> <laughs> they'll end up getting roasted and eating China, Chinese Peking style. But honestly, mate, the most bizarre thing to see like finding an animal in your garden that doesn't belong there is weird, and a duck's just not something I was expecting to see in my garden. Yeah, I remember, again, up in my friends in Johnson many, many years ago, and there was just a hedgehog out the back garden. 
And it's, it's the only time I've seen a hedgehog in real life. I've seen them on the telly, mm. but never in real life. And it was just a wee hedgehog just so weird. walking about his patio. So like it wasn't even in the grass hiding, it was just walking about. It's a bit yeah, bizarre. Yeah, that was a long time ago. I have a ducks. Um, this next one, then I'll start this one off. Um, today I fucked up by enraging the parents of my girlfriend by pretending not to know what a potato is. <laughs> Such a good headline, right? <laughs> let me tell you that I've made a bad mistake this evening. My girlfriend, who let me tell you is only my second girlfriend of all time, said that I'm invited to dinner with her and her parents. I was very aghast, nervous, and bashful to be invited to such a situation, but I knew it must be done. I met them nicely, I should tell you, and it started off in quite a good way. The idea slapped my mind that I should do a comic bit to make a good impression and become known to them as a person who is amusing. When I saw that baked potatoes were served, I got the idea that it would be very good if I pretended I did not know what potatoes were. That would be funny. Well, let you tell me. Backfired in my face. I'll tell you how. Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Doing a bit in front of your girlfriend's parents, man. No, it's never a, it's never a good one. No, just we've yeah, we've got a, we've got a joint friend with a new girlfriend that I can totally picture so far in this story. Yeah, um, <laughs> so first. When the potato became on my plate. What a fucking sentence that is. Yeah, so we, first, need to, we need to read the spelling mistakes in this one, I think, yeah. That sounds like English isn't the person's first language. But yeah. so first, when the potato became on my plate, I acted very interesting. I showed an expression on my face as to seem that I was confused, astounded, but in a restrained way, curious and interested. They did notice and seemed confused, but did not remark. So I said... This looks very interesting. What is this? They stared at me and the mother said, it's a baked potato. And I was saying, oh, interesting. A baked, what is it again? And she was like, a potato. And I was like... Hello friends, Colin here. The looks, the charm and the brains behind Drunk Term Memory. Just wanted to pop in and interrupt your listening pleasure to let you know about our Patreon and some changes that we've made to it recently. We've now introduced a £1 tier where you get absolutely hee-haw other than the sense of achievement that could only come from supporting two great guys like myself and Jack. We've also reduced the price of the two top tiers uh, by a pound on each of them just because we appreciate life is a little bit shit just now and uh, if we can make things a little bit better for people then we will so check us out at patreon.com forward slash wrong term memory and you'll be able to get early access to shows, ad free and lots of bonus content. A potato? Oh, interesting. Never heard of a potato. Looks pretty good. And then they didn't see I was clowning, but thought I really did not know what is a potato. So I knew I would fit. I would be very shamed, humiliated, depressed and disgusted if I admitted to making a bad joke. So what I did was to act as if it was not a joke, but I committed to the act of pretending that I didn't know what a potato was. They asked me, very incredulous, did I really not know what a potato is? That I never heard of a potato? I went with it and I told them, yes, I did not even hear of a potato. (laughs) Not only have I never... Not only had I never eaten a potato, I'd never heard the word potato. (laughs) 
This went on for a bit and my girlfriend was acting very confused and embarrassed by my fucked up antics and inverted commas. And then the more insistent I was about not knowing what a potato is was when them parents started thinking I did know what a potato was. Well, let me tell you, I had to commit 100% at this point when I would not admit to knowing what a potato was. The father especially began to get annoyed. At one point, he said something like, enough is enough, you're fucking with us, admit it. And I said, sir, before today, I have never heard of a potato. I still don't know what a potato is, other than some kind of food. I don't know what to tell you. Well, let me tell you, he got very annoyed. I decided to take a bite of the potato, and when I did, I made a high-pitched noise and said, tastes very strange. (laughs) (laughs) That's when the father started yelling at me, and mother kept saying, what are you doing? And my girlfriend went into the other room, just left him behind. Finally, the father said, I should get the fuck out of this house. And I, said, <laughs> I love that, man. It's just... <laughs> Finally, the father said, I should get the fuck out of this house. And he said it was irrational to treat me like this. I said it was irrational to treat me like this just because I'd never heard of a potato before. Well, let me tell you, he did not take that kindly. Now in text messages, I've been having my girlfriend... <laughs> <laughs> so now in text messages I've been telling my girlfriend that I really don't know what a potato is the only way I can ever get out of this is for them to buy that I don't know what a potato is I wish I'd never started it but I can't go back I think she'll break up with me anyway <laughs> Oh, I like it. it's just the turn it took when the dad went like fuck off get it <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what a potato is take yourself to fuck oh um, right uh, maybe one more. Um, today I fucked up story. So, today I fucked up by throwing my steak out of the window. Last night, my wife's boss from her brand new job invited us over for dinner. On the drive over, my wife reiterated many, many times to me just how important it was to make a good impression. I scoffed and arrogantly informed my silly wife that I always make good impressions. My wife's boss is a single lady in her 50s, so it was just the three of us. We chit-chatted over drinks and salads and seemed to be really hitting it off. She laughed at my well-timed, perfectly appropriate jokes, and my wife seemed pleased. Soon she brought out the main course, a nice big juicy steak for each of us. As I began to cut into my steak, I was discouraged to discover how undercooked the steak actually was. Now, I've had my fair share of rare steak. I prefer medium, but I can handle rare. This was several minutes on a hot grill short of rare. (laughs) I could probably have resuscitated the cow had I tried. Instead, I sat there fidgeting with my knife and fork, worrying about how I was going to get away with not eating this steak. Should I claim veganism? No, I'd already feigned great enthusiasm upon seeing the steak. Just then, our hostess excused herself to the kitchen to take care of some dessert preparations. As I looked across the fancy dining room table at the window, (laughs) at the open window of this third story apartment, a cartoon light bulb appeared over my head. (laughs) Fucking Mr Bean. Have you seen the one with Mr Bean and he gets the the, the blue steak in France? And he's he's hiding it. (laughs) He's like hiding it in the teacup and stuff like that. This sounds like where this is going. I knew I had to be decisive. Realising that she could return at any moment, I committed, I grabbed the steak with my hand, I gently shook off the juice, and I executed a perfect throw right through the centre of the open window. 
here's the big time fuck up. The window wasn't open. <laughs> it was the <laughs> cleanest. It was the cleanest fucking window you've ever seen in your life. That is until my mostly raw slab of steak slammed up against it and slowly slid down, leaving a trail of bloody juice in its wake. <laughs> My wife, whose steak was a nice medium rare, I'm completely unaware of my predicament. She turned, jaw dropped, and stared at me like I was an alien from another planet. This look slowly morphed into more of a there is no place on this planet you can ever hide from me expression of demonic anger. My wife's boss heard the thud of the steak on window impact and came quickly. She took in the scene, the steak sitting on the windowsill, the blood trail, my empty plate, and then gave me an inquisitive, puzzled look. (laughs) I just didn't know what to say. It felt like a minute of silence, but it was probably only three or four seconds. Finally, the best I could manage was, I'm so sorry. I'm such a klutz. I don't know. I was just cutting it and it, it, it slipped. Just ask my wife. I really am a klutz. Right, honey? No help came from her in that direction. I will clean this up. I can't believe this. I'm so sorry, etc., etc. Both women continued to just stare at me like I had escaped from the loony bin as I smeared the blood around the window with my cloth napkin, dusted off the steak and continued to mutter my incoherent explanation. I knew that no one was buying this story. I knew what to do. I sheepishly returned to my seat and proceeded to eat every single bite of that disgusting, cold, chewy, bloody raw steak. I remained pretty quiet the rest of the evening. My wife's only two words to me since the incident are, I'm fine. (laughs) Oh... That is a, a, that's a sketch, man. It's it's a Mr. Bean thing. Boof! <laughs> Just as it slides through the window in that slow motion thing. Oh. Right. We'll do another one. Yeah, another couple, I suppose, because okay. um, we love, we love you guys. Some, um, got some breaking news, Jack. It's, it's quite interesting for the, to hear your reaction to it, actually. Right, okay. Breaking news. It won't be breaking news by the time that you guys listen to this. No, it definitely won't, (laughs) but um, breaking news nonetheless. R. Kelly, Jack. 33 years in prison? Yes! 30 years in jail um, for 12 counts of being a a not a nice guy. Yeah. I actually read that on Twitter before we started recording, and I thought, Ah, well, will I start with that? Um, But I suppose a little bit of breaking news during a pod is um, never goes awry, basically, mate. It's, yeah, it's just, it's just just came up. And hilariously, the first reply to the story that I'm reading is uh, referring to him as R. Selly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too easy, man, too easy. Yeah. Right, one or two more. These aren't today I fucked up. These are just like stories from Reddit that people think are quite funny. So there was a Reddit posted that was called, if you were sentenced to say, let's say, 10 or more years in jail, what would you do with your time? So, I would go into the most crowded room, the dinner hall maybe, then I would squat out of shit right in the middle while maintaining eye contact with anyone I could, marking my territory, you know, and who's going to tackle a dude squatting out a massive douche? Anyway, I would likely get disciplined for that, but I would continue to do it at any opportunity. I would do it in a shared cell if I had one as well. Then, when I feel I'd made it clear this was now my town, 
I'd get myself a shiv. <laughs> Nothing fancy, just a reliable shanking tool. I'd go around eating other people's food and shanking anyone who tried to stop me. <laughs> Starting to make a name for myself now. People are going to know who runs shit around here. Pretty soon, even the guards will be wary of me. They'd probably leave me to do my own thing. No one is going to get. No one is going to want to get stabbed over a couple of French fries. Once I'd made a name for myself as the Don of the Jail, I'd unite all factions. Asians, whites, blacks, Nazis, Crips and Bloods, Triads, they'd all join me to make one super gang with me at the helm. Then eventually we'd make the break. No way a prison can stop a full-scale breakout if it's properly planned and executed with each individual working as part of a unit. Then we'd go to nearest town and we'd pop out shits at every public area. we will keep an eye contact, of course. Then private areas like houses and such. Make the population know that we now run this town. After repeating the prison process and making the entire town a part of my gang, we'd go near the city. We'd drop shits everywhere. You know the drill by now. <laughs> There's actually um, a video of a guy, like a, a guy with a like voice actor reading this out on YouTube, um, and it's better than what we've just done. It's absolutely brilliant. So, uh, Dirty Talk. Now, some of these are a little bit shorter, so we'll get through two or three of these, maybe. Uh, so, a really quietly uh, soft-spoken, polite guy, a total gentleman and a graduate student in the liberal arts, also pretty inexperienced, tentative and pretty vanilla sexually. He's dating a really cool girl for maybe two months, but she's much kinkier in bed, so she floats the idea of dirty talk and apparently likes to be objectified, even demeaned a little bit. From time to time, he's hesitant but wants to please her and doesn't dismiss the idea outright, changes the subject and figures that they'll revisit the idea at another time. Anyway, they have sex a few days later for the first time since the conversation, really going at it doggy style, and she tells him to talk dirty to her. He says that he can't think of anything to say, so he says nothing, and then she repeats the request. But the second time, she's not fucking requesting it, but she's demanding it. So what he comes up with? Yeah. You like that, you fucking retard? <laughs> he's, he's, he's never stuck me as one for embellishment, so I do believe him. He said that it was that it was for sex that night. Uh, he said that was it for sex that night, although they are still together two years on now. Oh, superb. Right. Uh, one more, I think. Uh, and then, yeah, we've got there's tons which we'll maybe do another other show. Oh, have you heard oh, this one before? I've heard it before on there for fruit pastel. I just don't, uh, yeah. So, if it's a fruit pastel or a Jolly Rancher, it's obviously an apocryphal tale, basically. It's probably not happened, but. Uh, Stephen his girlfriend, Samantha, went off to college in August. She went to Florida State. He went to Penn. Uh, so she decides to fly to Penn to visit him. He was really happy to see her, so he decided to give her some oral action. He'd done this numerous times before, and she always seemed to enjoy it. Uh, but for some reason, this time, she smelt really horrible, and she tasted even worse. He didn't want to offend her, though, because he hadn't seen her in months. So he put a Jolly Rancher in his mouth to cover it up, but it didn't do much to help. In the course of eating her out, he accidentally pushed the candy inside of her and stuck a finger in to grab it out. He took it out and put it back in his mouth. Only, it wasn't the Jolly Rancher. 
It was a nodule of gonorrhea. That's not a thing, man. <laughs> As in, the blister-like structure that gonorrhea makes, filled with diseased pus, it was the size of a Jolly Rancher, and he bit it. I guess it was a really dark in the room. He freaked out and started vomiting all over the place when it exploded in his mouth. <laughs> he, he demanded to know what was going on. Turns out she cheated on him. Uh, a club, uh, like in the first week of college, and fucked some random guy, and the stupid bitch had no clue what was wrong with her. She noticed a strange smell, though. So now Stevie is freaking out that he has now eaten a bit of gonorrhea, and it's in his mouth, and God knows what else. If you've heard that with a fruit pasta one, then it, can't, it just can't be true, man. I've heard one very similar to it with a fruit pasta. Um, but yeah, I, I, I actually think... I actually think we've told the fruit pasta version of it on our show, the other show that we do back right. in the day, possibly years and years ago. Um, but yeah, it sounds a bit. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Right, mate. I tell you what. Like, we're going to save some of these up for our, uh, our show on Heart and Hand. But can you skip down to the bottom of the document because there is two shorter ones that I would like to cover, or maybe just one. Um, no. Okay, we'll we go. Which one? Um, in response to the guy who jizzed in his own mouth. Okay. Right. We'll take this one and then we'll take the very last one. What's your secret that you could literally ruin your life with if it came out, right? So these two will take, we'll take these, right? So uh, again, this is on Reddit. So somebody has posted a response to the guy who jizzed in his own mouth. If you can see this, I think mangoes work best when it comes to the taste, but it was easy to get my hands on mangoes back in the day when I lived in India. It's the squiggly, slippery texture of it that makes a good... Uh, it takes a good while to get used to. And then he's edited this, right? He's come back in because this has blown up on Reddit. So he says, holy shit, this blew up. Thanks to everyone who commented. For those wondering, or more likely not wondering, how I did this. It was basically a ritual. I would gorge myself on mangoes for two days <laughs> prior to masturbating. I only jerk off once a week or so. I have a clean bowl, spoon, and mince ready on the day. <laughs> I jerk off and I come carefully in the bowl while lying on the bed and start leaning off to the side. <laughs> Lick the residual, stuff myself with mints to stop the nausea. Oh. I also had to wash out the bowl and, oh my lord, the smell of semen and water is one of the most horrific out there. Kind of like raw eggs in water, but made worse by the fact you've just licked the cum off of the bowl. <laughs> This guy's put this on the internet for everybody to read, man. Right. Yeah, and, and you've just made me read it. Yeah, so I'm going to read this last one to finish it up. Wait, what's the secret that could literally ruin your life if it came out? Well, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a shoebox, or at least once was, and whenever I masturbate, I come into it. I've had it for two or three years now, so it has a fair amount of gum. <laughs> it smells atrocious, <laughs> and I tried to... <laughs> And I tried to burn it once when I lit it on fire. It was too damp due to the gum that it simply sizzled and didn't actually manage to light up. Turns out burning gum smells awful. So I had to spray it with deodorant body spray just to get rid of the old smell of burnt gum away. It also has some trench paper stuck to it. That's pretty much it. Honestly... Some of the people we share this planet with, fuck me. Oh, right, okay. That's us, mate. That'll do us. That'll do us. 
What a lovely way to finish. Right, guys, like I says, um, if you're a patron, go and check. You can save yourself some money. If not, go and sign up for a new £1 service. But as always, Colin, enjoyed that, mate. Yeah, me too, mate. Good, good work finding that stuff. That was good. Right, guys, we will speak to you soon. Cheers.